welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. It's one of the best days of the week. It's draft week. Yes. If you're listening to this on the debut of the podcast, it's the eve of the draft. Eve. It's like Christmas Eve for all of us. Yeah. Now, a lot's not going to change tomorrow, draft board wise, but a whole lot's going to change on Friday. Uh, Yeah, by Friday for sure. Yeah. Most of this will be all formed by Friday and then. Obviously, there'll be some late people that that still go Saturday and stuff, but yeah. But I mean, for the most part, for like dynasty rankings wise, because a lot of things are really close here for me. Uh, and, I, and I look here, I've I've even got different feelings as you're going to find out today about a player than I did up to this whole process. Because something like came to me, I'm like, man, I might be wrong about this guy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you have no idea who I talk about. I promise you that. Uh, so today, before we get into a little bit of news and notes, we're going to do a little. Two round mock draft. Ooh, I'm gonna pick a guy. Matt's gonna pick a guy. Mm-hmm. We're basically gonna pretend that everybody in our league traded away their picks to me and Matt, and we all traded those picks, and we have the whole entire draft for two rounds. What a glorious year to have a whole entire draft. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pretty much draft a championship team right here. Uh, yeah, basically. So we we have not talked to each other. We have no idea who's gonna select who. How we feel about each player. I hate talking to you. I don't know. I try to talk to you as <laughs> least amount as possible. So um, before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor for today's show. That's right. Of course, our friends at Maisie. Listen, over the last two weeks, we've told you about Maisie and their awesomeness. And if you haven't got hip yet to it and download that app to give it a whirl, well, this is the week to do it, right? Absolutely. Drafts are about to start up the NFL draft. Now's the time to be communicating with your friends. And again, the best way to do that is Maisie. Remember, Maisie, M-A-Z-E-Y, is absolutely free. It's that messaging tool you need to help communicate with your league mates, your family, your friends, all those people. It's a great way to get through, you know, without creating more email, without all these group texts. Remember, we say it all the time, man. If you're in these league mates like we are with people you never met before, you don't want to give them your phone number. Right. You just want to shoot them a little message code. But here you go. Jump in this text message with us. It's great. I use it all the time. Uh, the Superflex League we have going on right now, mm-hmm. we're using it. Right. And I'm getting messages all the time. Hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? Boom, pops up just like a little text message on my little Maisie app. Yeah, it I mean, is phenomenal. Right. The nice thing is, I mean, it's it's kind of almost like a message board on your, your Dynasty site or whatever, but it gives you alerts right to your phone, basically. Yes, it's so, an even better way to look at it. Yeah. It's a it's a mobile message board. Right. So so instead of having to actually log on and go onto your page or anything like that, it's just a mobile message board that that basically goes right to your phone. That you could break down in different tiers. Like you have one just says groups, uh that just says trades. Right. Uh general talk, mm-hmm. sexy talk, whatever you want to get down with. You know what I mean? I mean, uh yeah. You don't want to get down in too much sexy talk with your league, league mates. mates. Yes. But... Business pleasure, business pleasure. You gotta keep those things separated. There might be, a, there might, I'm sure there's a group out there that you're with that you want to have a category for sexy talk. 
<laughs> like family members, like you and your kids. Like kids, don't click on a sexy talk unless you want to, you know, find out some stuff that you don't want to know. That sounded like it was going the wrong way really quickly. I'm glad you you brought that back. True, that could have gone the wrong way. Yeah, you said so, sexy talk and then family in the, in the same thing. And yeah, it's on your local app store today, Maisie, M-A-Z-E-Y. It's a great way to communicate for Dynasty Leagues, um, Fantasy Football Leagues, just a way to communicate all, all around. All I ask you to do is just try it. It's yep. free. Give it a shot. No worries. No worries. M A Z E Y, Maisie. Have I ever steered you wrong before? You barely ever steer me, but you when you do, it's not wrong. It's usually in the right direction. <laughs> so, um, and like I said, so the Superflex League, we are uh going to start that draft on Monday. Amazing. And Brian Yacker, Y A C K E R. Brian, I've not heard from you yet. You're the only person I have not heard from that won the spot. I'm gonna email you tonight. Uh, but I got to hear from you, man. I got to hear from you by Sunday. If not, we're going to have to pick another winner. Well, there you go. A glimmer so, of hope for all you other people out so there. So I hope you're okay, Brian. Yeah, hopefully everything's all right. If I mean, we have to pick another winner, which I'm I'm feeling pretty good we're going to hear from Brian. Right. Um, but if we do, I'll shoot somebody an email. Same right. thing, random number generator. All you people out there email me saying, hey, I'll pay everything to get in the league. And it's, we can't do that. It's not fair. Right. Um, I wish I could get everybody in. But in the meantime... I'll pick a new winner and slot him in there. Right. Sorry, Brian, but we have to. It's been two weeks, man. It has been two weeks. Uh, we'll try harder to get a hold of him. Maybe we'll give him his money back or something if uh, if need be. If, yeah, yeah. If, if we he feels get, cheated, if we, if we can't get a hold of him or whatever, yeah. it's only so. twenty five bucks. It's only but twenty five dollars more than I mean, I've ever made right. for running the site. But whatever, you know, no big deal. No big deal. Um, Before we get in that, you got a little news and notes for me. Um. Yeah. I'm really- Hit me. Uh, all right, yeah, here we go. So uh, AP signed a two-year deal with the Saints. No shits and giggles. Kind of came out of uh, kind of left field, it seems like. But um, what do you think his role is going to be? How do you think that's going to affect uh, Mark Ingram's value? So what I would say is I would say sell Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and buy Mark Ingram. Okay. Mark Ingram's share is going to be drastically down. I, I still I like agree. AP, too, but, I mean, AP's these last few years, he's been down. I thought last year he was going to rebound and be a stud muffin. Not the case. Right. He is older. Uh, they're gonna He's, he's going to split carries with Mark Ingram. I still expect Mark Ingram to kind of be the lead back, unless somehow AP just comes out and beast. But at the same time, even if Mark Ingram's a good running back, right? Yeah, yeah, Mark Ingram knows how to catch the football. Adrian Peterson does not catch the football. That's what I, I'm. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm. I'm thinking this might. This might be a boost to Mark Ingram's catches. Yeah, I think he's gonna be on the field more for that type of thing. Because I mean, I think, I think obviously he, him, and AP are the two best running backs. And I think if they're gonna have a two-headed monster. It's gonna be those two. It's not gonna be, you know, AP and some other some other back. So I mean, who's gonna split? Who's gonna get the catches? It's gonna be Mark Ingram or Trevet Tavares Cadet. I'm, that's what I mean. Like, but I think Ingram is better than Cadet, like as an all-around back. So I, 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 think, I think I think Payne's want to use because remember when the Saints won the Super Bowl, they they were a really good running team, sure. and they're going to want to utilize that again and run the football well. They did lose Brandon Cooks, so there's going to be Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed out there. They most still, still might draft somebody as well. But look for, look for that little bit more ground and pound, like you said, Mike Mark Ingram might get a little bit boost in the catching game. I think a lot of people are going like frantic and be like oh no mark ingram his his stock has plummeted which it does take a hit granted it does take a hit uh but i'm buying mark ingram if i can get him for super cheap what if you get mark ingram for like right now as the rookie drafts are upon us i'd be throwing trade offers out there hey i'll give you Mark Ingram. i'll give you a late second for mark ingram 
I mean, as a marketing owner, I wouldn't bite on that. But I mean, I, I some would. Some would, right? Some people are going to puddle in their pants. But I'm, but I'm like, I, I with the team that I have for Mark Ingram, I'm in like a championship mode, so I wouldn't be getting rid of him for just a second round pick. So I mean, that's that's my reasoning for not doing that. But who knows? The guy who has Mark Ingram now on in your league may be in a completely different situation. Yeah. He might just be looking at liquidate, and that would be it. He might uh, be looking at liquidating his pants because he's all sad now because he's got no he's got no running backs. Right. It hurts. If you have AP, I mean, I'd try and sell and say, hey, man, look at him. He's playing in a dome. He's going to take Mark Ingram's job. It's AP all day, baby. Uh, I still expect him to kind of be like the backup running back there. I'd be shocked if he opened his – no, nah, I guess shock's a strong word. I wouldn't be shocked if he was named a starter because all of a sudden he came out. Like, But I do look for week one they play uh, Minnesota on Monday Night Football. Right. I think that's – I mean – So that, maybe after, like week one might be the day to – by Mark Ingram because maybe AP just goes nutballs. Right. I was going to say. Nutballs a word? I think you make up words all the time, so that's fine. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> totally going to nutball it. <laughs> Don't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got some more news and notes over there for me? <laughs> Martavis Bryant got reinstated today. Oh, that nutball. Oh, man. So that's, I mean, that's good news for anybody who owns him. Uh, it sounded like there was news that came out like late last night that the Steelers hadn't heard. They didn't know what was going on, which probably you know, fan the flames for this one for the for the commissioner to He's make back, a de- baby. make a decision and kind of push this thing uh forward. So Martavis Bryant's back. He's got like a he still has like a few hoops to jump through, I believe, until he's actually like a hundred percent allowed to play. He in just games. has to find a clinician. A what? A clinic to go to or oh, something okay. to check into. Yeah, I, I heard there was some sort of, of minor it. stipulation. So okay. It sounds like that'll be an easy hurdle to jump through. Yeah, then. his ADP was right around the seventh round. Um, like I said, we have that super flex league that's going to start up on Monday draft. I have that five hundred dollar new dynasty league that's going to start up on Monday too. We're going to have two drafts going at the same time. I'm excited, and I'm wondering like where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like doing some mock drafts these last couple of months, just trying to get ready for these drafts and see where I stand on my real rankings. Sure. Uh, you can now see my rank, dynasty rankings on fantasypros.com. Ooh. Well, yeah, we partnered up with fantasypros.com. Nice. They're a, they're a great site, so we decided to partner up with those dudes. Yeah. Um, and I was going through my rankings, so I'm redoing my rankings. I'm like, man, like, where can I get Martavis Bryant? Because I, I, in the seventh round, I was like, oh, in the sixth round, that's a good deal. Now I feel like he's going to give me a little bit of boost, probably somewhere right around the fifth round, which, I mean, we got to remember, this guy's a stud. Yeah, stud. when he's in there, man, I mean, he averages like a, a – Pretty hefty downfield. I think it was like seventeen or or eighteen yards of catch or something like that. He's a big th- he's a big play guy, man. So he scores touchdowns. He makes big plays. He is the yin to Antonio's, Antonio's yang. yang. Yeah. I think uh, now Jesse James will get a hit. Let's see what they do at tight end in the draft. And then kind of keeps Eli Rogers a little bit the same. But this might help Eli Rogers with a little bit boost as well. With uh, you know, Martavis Allen and X run outside you got antonio brown who obviously needs double coverage as well it's gonna be kind of hard to focus on that little shifty guy eli rogers whose adp is almost nothing we talked about it last week uh uh two weeks ago about eli rogers his adp being nothing so no i I mean i think this affects sammy Coates. i think he becomes a complete yeah exactly he becomes a complete non-factor was he ever a factor i mean i i I don't think so, but I think that I mean I think the Steelers were trying to groom him to be that, and he just never really. Yeah, was. he's one of those guys. Like, there's always these guys in a dynasty community that are like, hey, a guy like Sammy Coates or guys like that. And sure. We're like, I can't cut this guy, and it's like, why? Yeah, you can. Why? He's not really ever going to be anything. 
Um, well, sometimes in the dynasty community, sometimes we know too many players, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all we're all we're just waiting for them all to just take that next step. You know, they have that one good game. We're like, I told you, I told you, Sammy Coates, baby, time to put on a coat, get warm. <laughs> uh, and nine times out of ten, most of them flame out to nothing. Sure. Even then, if they do have a decent year, it's usually just one year. Yeah, I mean, and he. He he was a fill-in guy, and he like broke his hand. He had he had dropped issues before that, and after he broke his hand, it was it was really bad. And he's just he's one of those guys, typical like I feel like typical Auburn guy, like really freak athlete, but maybe not the best football player ever. Uh huh. And that's kind of how I see a lot. I see of, those guys all the time. Yeah, I see, I see a lot. I feel like a lot of them come out of Auburn in particular. When's the last time a player that we've been you know this guy's gonna be good? Just wait on him, wait on him. Eventually, he's going to be good. He's got to mature, learn the playbook, and he's going to be good. And then after a couple of years, he was good. When was the last time that even happened? It seems like it's happening less and less. Like, this is my year. I'm waiting for Doriel Green Beckham to, to show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, they Right. You know what? I, I had a thought today, which is totally off the topic. I had, a, I had this premise when I was thinking about the Eagles situation, how they might even draft a receiver. I was like, I bet. I was like, I could totally see Torrey Smith not making a roster. Tory Smith, Doriel Green Beckham. There's too many bodies there for all of them. Somebody's to make not it. making it. Yeah, somebody's not going to make it. I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them, you know, either Tory Smith or Doriel Green Beckham didn't make it through. Algalore, maybe, but he's still Nelson, young. Al- I mean, he's him and Doriel Green Beckham came in the same year, didn't they? Yeah. Risky business. Or no, maybe it was, I can't remember. I mean, maybe Devontae Adams might fall in that category. We wait he, on Devontae he, Adams. Right. And last year he finally produced. Uh, Laquan Treadwell is going to fall into that, but like, so now it's going to be the same. Let's see, because a couple of people are up for that, like Prashad Perriman. Will he fall into that category this year? I mean, in my opinion, no, but that's what people are waiting on. You know, that's what that's what it is. I mean, those are the guys that are coming up on this year. And you see, like, I mean, hey. he's a guy you see that goes in like the sixth round, seventh round of a startup, and, you're, and you look at him and you're like, why? Why right. would you? Don't waste your, that's yeah. not Well, a... the upside's there, man. He's a first-round pick. I'm like, okay, so is, so is Jamarcus Russell. Right. No, he's drinking purple drink. Remember that dude? He's like, I'll play football for free for a year if someone gives me another chance. And people were like, no, nah, nah, thanks. No, have a good life. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into this. Uh, hold on. Oh, wait, there's more news and notes. Yeah, still got a couple. Uh, Mike Gillisley is officially oh, a patron. Oh, that's right. Mike Gillisley. I talked about him uh, last week when I was doing the pod solo. I had to do a pod solo last week because you weren't here, and I did it like super late at night. don't even know what I talked about. don't remember. Just that out of it, huh? I was out of it. All right. Well, but I was saying Mike Gillisley. Uh, pretty good pickup. He's gonna be the highest paid. He's gonna make more in a year than Legarrette Blunt made in his like, entire career. There. I mean, it's it's it's. I I also own Mike Gillisley, and it's one of those things where, I mean, it's nice that he went from Buffalo to New England, but at the same time, New England, who the heck is gonna get the fo- the football? I have no idea. I right think Gillisley is gonna play the the the, the Blunt role and be like their main down back. But you know, he does have a little bit of ability to catch the football too. Right. So I think Deion Lewis gets bumped down I think way Deion, down. I man. think Deion Lewis gets bumped off the roster personally. Yeah, which is, you know, you're from Dynasty Darlin. He had that one good year. We told you to pick him up and you, you did. Right, right. You were able to use it for that one year. Sure. Hashtag two to three year windows. Sometimes it's hashtag six months. Hey man. Six month to it, twelve month window. It, it was a good run. That's all that matters. That's yeah. why you, you go through yeah. these running backs left and right, look for Gillisley to be good for this year. Maybe next year. Uh, but it, it seems like the guys that um, Belichick is kind of attaching himself to um, are a little bit less specified, like in one certain role. 
like in years past, it was like, hey, this is my passing down back. Hey, this is my pounder. Rex Burkhead and uh, now Gillisley, they seem like they're kind of, they can do both. They're a little bit more versatile, I guess is what and I'm saying. And he signed James say. White to that contract extension. Yes, he did. It's a really foggy situation there it's, in New it's, England. It's very foggy. And there's already so many mouths to feed in the passing game. Right. It's kind of hard to get overly excited. That Rex Burkhead train, you know, where everybody's like, oh, let's buy Rex Burkhead. Hopefully it's sold because now even him, right. he's kind of like a mystery. But I, I'll tell you what, if there's running back, I, one running back I do want to own there this year, it's definitely going to be Gillisley. Oh. One, they're signing him to more money than they paid LeGarrette Blunt. Two, they're giving up a fifth-round pick for him as well. I know. Already in a situation where they don't have a lot of draft picks as it is. And th- I mean, this is th- this is another instance of them stealing from Buffalo as well. I mean, a, a, Chris div- Hogan worked out well. a division rival where Bill Belichick has been staring at this guy's tape, you know, twice a year for how, you know, not that long when Gillis Lee's case, you know, a couple of years or whatever. But he knows him, he likes him, he gets him on his team. I'm throwing offers out there to see what, see what the owner wants for him yeah. uh, on draft day right. to see what I can get because I think he's going to be a viable fantasy option sure. this year uh, with the New England Patriots. So, All right, well, I'll be looking for your offer then. Um, <laughs> let me see. We'll, we'll come up with a little right. something, something. All right. So here we are, the dawn before the draft, and you and I are going to hold a two-round mock draft. Yeah. And obviously we're going to do two rounds, so we can't sit here in depth about every single player. But we'll give a little quick synopsis and maybe a little rebuttal from you or I about why we would disagree with this pick okay. or why we agree with the pick. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Oh, man. I think either way. We know who the first two picks are, so I'll go. Uh, I'll go second. How about that? You go ahead. Okay, I would say I. I I'm kind of, as of today when I was doing this mock draft with myself. I feel like I would take Corey Davis ahead of Leonard Fournette, but probably not. I don't you, know. I'm so torn. On so that. you're at number. You're, are you talking about number one overall right now? No. Oh. At number one, I'm taking Dalvin Cook. All right. Thank okay. you. I, I just wanted to make sure because I I could I knew what you were talking about, but I don't yeah. think everyone else knew so, what you're talking about. Here, here's the thing. Everybody else might be flip-flopping on Dalvin Cook and let him slide. God bless you. All right? The tape does not lie for me. He's my number one running back going into this. He's my number one running back going into this draft. Where he goes in NFL draft is probably not going to affect me too much. Listen, I love Joe Mixon. I think he's a stud. I think Leonard Fournette's a stud. To be honest with you, I think this is pretty much a tier of six players that if you took any of them, and maybe not Mike Williams, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to the case of Mike Williams going number one. But okay. So maybe like these five guys, between McCaffrey, Mixon, Burnett, Davis, and Cook, if anybody took, anybody took one of those guys number one overall, I wouldn't be like, what, the, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It, even Williams at that point, only because I like Davis so much, this, this tier of one, these tier six players, I'm not going to argue with you or sit here and tell you that you messed up. They're all really, really good. They are, yeah. And their situations are going to really define their rankings. So it's kind of like the beauty of the eye of the beholder because I can see all six of these guys being dynasty building blocks. For me, if you say you're the first pick, take the guy that you let you think is going to be the best, it's going to be Dalvin Cook. He does everything well. He has patience. He catches the ball well. He's explosive. He's elusive. Everything he does, he does extremely well. I've, I've explained it many times why I love Dalvin Cook. I still love Dalvin Cook. I don't matter. It doesn't matter if he's not the first running back taken, the second running back taken, or even possibly the third running back taken. He's still number one in my heart. Oh, uh, there you go. And I agree. That's who I would have taken. As well. Okay. 
Um, but uh, I guess that goes to me on the 1.02 pick, and that is going to be Leonard Fournette for okay. me. Um, obviously, six foot, 240, ran a 4.51, just big, strong, fast, just everything you want in a guy that's going to be just like a pounder. He's going to score you touchdowns. He can run a guy over in the open field. He breaks big runs, and he's a foundation back in my opinion. I mean, yes, he he doesn't catch the ball all that well, but I feel like throughout the draft process, there have been little snippets of of him working on that, and I think it's something he knows he needs to work on. It's not like he can't catch the ball. They just didn't really ask him to. They didn't really ask him to, yeah. I I agree with that, too. I think – I think he's so athletic. I can't imagine him not being able to catch football in some ca- ca- capability. And people right. might say, "Oh, well, why don't you like you don't like Derrick Henry, but you like Leonard Fournette?" To me, it's night and day. Leonard Fournette is so much more athletic than Derrick Henry. I agree. And plus, if you want a Derrick Henry comp, I'm, I'm going to go Samaj P. Ryan. Derrick, I mean Derrick. Do you remember how tall Derrick Henry was? Yeah, like six three. Yeah, I mean that just exposes you to even more hits. Leonard Fournette is a guy that's six foot. I mean that's kind of where you want to be as a running back. You don't want to be six foot three because you can't get your pads low, and it's more it's more surface area basically to get hit, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's face it. If Leonard Fournette was catching footballs at LSU and he's catching about four balls a game, right. then he'd be number one I without agree. without even yeah. like a debate. Everything else would be a debate. He'd be in his own tier. He's right. that good. Yeah. People aren't talking about this guy going top. Five in NFL draft for no reason. Right. All right. That's not a that's not a common thing we see here, people. Okay. The guy's a beast. He's a beast. And I love him. Yeah. So one three to, for me, this is a super easy pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I love these running backs. I love McCaffrey. I love Mixon. But to me, it's Corey Davis. Uh yeah, I, I knew that. I There's knew a that. part of me that wants to take Corey Davis too over Fournette because there is some doubt here with Fournette catching footballs right there is that which would make him ap which ap worked out fine right but that's Mm -hmm. a steal on ap then right and that worked out hunky dory and then you're good with that Mm -hmm. Corey davis to me is he does everything to me i said this before he's the safest player in this draft in my eyes i think there's no way this guy is a bad fantasy football player i think he falls right in that category of when aj green and julio jones came out i think he's that good he's fast he's elusive he runs great routes. He makes a tough acrobatic catches. There's nothing that he does playing football that I can say he's bad at. There's right. nothing. Right. To me, he's a for sure thing. He's a future number one wide receiver. And remember, we build our dynasty teams around number one receivers, right? Young receivers. And you do that so when you come back in these rookie drafts, you could take running backs. Mm-hmm. So just on a grand scheme things of here, I'm taking Corey Davis 1-3, not even forgetting about it. To be honest with you, if this was a startup rookie, dra- if this was a startup draft, I'd consider taking Corey Davis over both the running backs. If I was building an actual team, sure, sure, it's different. It, it, it's always different depending on when you're doing a startup compared to a rookie draft. It is very different yep. because listen, if I had Ezekiel Elliott and I had David Johnson on my team, and I have the one one picks I traded for it. I'm taking Corey Davis. Absolutely. I mean, at that point, the the grades are probably close enough where you can. You can bypass those those two running backs and just go for the wide receiver if you had that perfect scenario at running yeah. back already. So you're on the same page with me here? Um, no. Okay. But that's I mean that's okay. Well, I, you I, like Williams more than Davis, right? I do like Mike Williams okay. more than Davis. Yeah. Well, then you're up at four. Who are you taking? Um, I've I I have these guys down and I I I have them in an order, but now that we're drafting, I'm not sure I'm gonna. 
I'm not sure I can take them in that order. That's how I do my rankings. I'm doing them like, okay, I'm, I do. I try to do my rankings in order, my dynasty rankings of like right. how I would draft them. Not how I rank them, how I would draft them in order. Right. Which pushes my quarterbacks down. And then it's like, well, would I really take this guy instead of this guy? I know. And then you rank them, you're like, I wouldn't take that guy instead of that guy. So I'm looking at it and. You're on the clock, man. I know. I'm on the clock. I'm going to I'm gonna take Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Um, this was a guy I was talking about where I was referencing earlier that I might be wrong about. You, you think so, huh? Now, I would still take Joe Mixon ahead of McCaffrey. Okay. I would. Only because I see him as an every down player more than McCaffrey. But here's what here's what I was thinking about today. And I saw a tweet out there, somebody they put out there of uh McCaffrey playing his foot, juking behind the backfield and going right and like look at this Shady McCoy sure, sure. maneuver. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, God damn it, you're right. I'm like, You remember when Shady McCoy came out? It was Beanie Wells, uh yep. uh no Sean Moreno, Moreno and the yep. indie running back, uh, Brown. Yes. Brown. Donald Brown. Donald Brown. Those were the first three guys taken yeah. in those drafts. Sure, it wasn't sure. Shady McCoy. No. And, and I was thinking about it. Was like, everything that people were kind of talking down about McCaffrey about were the th- same exact things that we're talking about LaShawn McCoy. Well, he's more of a pass catching back. We don't know if he can be used down as a three-down running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we might be wrong about that with McCaffrey. And say he does go to the Panthers like everybody's predicting. I mean, this guy's going to be you, They need something in the passing game as well. Sure, absolutely. You, you watch his tape, and you, and you say the big thing is, like, I just don't see him being a three-down running back. And then now all I can think about today, literally all day as we're about to do this pot, I'm get up to him. like, I can't wait to talk about McCaffrey saying he could be Shady McCoy mm-hmm. all over again. And like I said, I had somebody above him in my rankings. Um, but now that I'm on the clock, I think I would rather have Christian McCaffrey, so I think I need to make an adjustment to my rankings. Yeah, cause I still have my overall six rankings. Yeah, here, and I think I would take him ahead of Mike Williams. That's who I had. That's who I had above him. So I mean, not to not to let the cat out of the bag there. Yeah, um, I I think I would. I think I'd bump up to me number five, which is still crazy because if you're like, okay, he's gonna be Shady McCoy, you're taking him number one overall. Right. Absolutely. And you get six years of Shady McCoy as a prime. He is so elusive. His hips are so good. He's such good at change of direction. And he's got nice patience, too. Like, behind the line of scrimmage, he's waiting for, th- waiting for stuff to, to kind of develop in front of him, and then he puts his foot in the ground, and he's, and he's up, man. He's, he's through the line. He's, he's, he moves really well, man. Yeah, his so vision, I, his ability, his route running skills. Right, and, and on, right, you put on top of that that you can, you can split this guy out, and he runs wide receiver routes. That was the difference for me because, I mean, you're getting a guy that – no matter what, is going to be great at catching passes out of the backfield. That's no matter what. No matter what. He's going to catch, like, probably 70 balls a, a, like a year. Like, he's that kind of guy. That, yeah. It, I mean, given, you know, hopefully he's in the right kind of offense that kind of features him that way. But he could catch 70, 70 balls a and year. And with his ability, yeah. that could be 70 yard balls for 1,000 yards. And he could finish He could finish as, like, running back three. Right. Overall. Right. It it could be it, this guy's ceiling is insane right now, right? in my eyes at least. So that's you know that's why it, I went for it. If you look at my dynasty rankings, I kept going back to um, you'll see Todd Gurley's pretty low in my rankings. I talked about him just recently about to sell high, and same thing. Would you take? And most people are say no, you're crazy. But would you take one? What do they have? One four or Todd Gurley? I mean. I would say you're crazy like three years or two years ago when no, he came out. But, but we're doing the podcast right now. But right now, no, I would take one for it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey than Todd Gurley. Right. It, the, I think this year's I think this year's top four 
or five maybe are are that good. Yeah, these running backs here. I think the running back class are is pretty first round heavy. We'll get into the second round. We'll be, there's like a guy I like. Mm-hmm. And for how remember next year's running back running back class is gonna be pretty damn good itself. Sure. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it over gets pretty close. It's gonna be hard to overtake this one, but it's gonna be pretty good with Saquon and Geese um, Juice. Yeah, good, whatever. You know. Hey, so, whatever. Um, so you took McCaffrey. I, I'm totally okay with that. I would take the guy I'm taking right now is Joe Mixon. You would take um, him over McCaffrey still? I would. Okay. Only because Mixon catches the ball. Yeah, really no, well. he absolutely does. Yeah, He has really good hit. He, he does everything McCaffrey does. He's just a little bit bigger and more of that solid running back frame. Right. He, well, he, he, you can't really no, you can't split Joe Mixon out and tell him to go run wide receiver routes, and he's not going to run wide receiver yeah, routes. Yeah, okay, not in that ability. Right. But, but everything else, yeah, he catches He does passes. better. He, yes, yeah. So to me, Joe Mixon, with you know, to me, he, he's he's pretty for sure thing for me as well here at running back. So for somebody who's going to catch footballs, that's why I'd listen to the argument. I would listen to it if somebody took Mixon ahead of Fournette just on the pass-catching ability alone. And I think, and I really think, Teams here are going to kind of give somebody the edge. Right. You know? and, and the reason I, I definitely want Christian McCaffrey and didn't really have Joe Mixon in the mix um, there with the number four pick is, is just off field. Just question. I mean, just question marks. Like when, when is this guy going to go? When is he going to get an opportunity? Like, you know, where is he going to get drafted? That, that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that bumped him down just that little bit where I, I felt more comfortable. Yeah, getting everything I'm reading, this guy's not getting out of the, the, at the very, very latest, the third round, still potential. He may possibly sneak into the first round. Uh, and, and we'll find out, man. And, and all and this, the, all, like, everything is going to be crystal clear by the time the draft is over. I mean, what do we guy. do if the Green Bay Packers select Joe Mixon in the first round? Yeah, that's an amazing spot. That's, that's a great landing spot. I mean, they're, You're arguing one one. They're like indie, like any. I mean, any of those guys that have like good offenses and really need a running back, they're gonna get a boost. Yeah, that's how good absolutely. these guys. are. That's why this is gonna be like it's gonna be crystal clear by the time the draft is over. But right now, there's just a little bit of doubt. So Christian McCaffrey goes goes first in my book. I, again, I feel like if you have a top seven pick this year, that's where my tiers are. Like even though OJ Howard for me is in a different tier. Okay. He's he's barely out of that tier. So so to me it's top seven. Sure. I think top six is in a tier of itself, but for me, there's seven players here that I feel like fantastic about. So I take Joe Mixon at number five. That leaves you with the sixth pick, which should be a no brainer. Yeah, it's no brainer, Mike Williams. Um I I almost took I almost took him at four. So I mean, you know, of course I'm gonna take him here at six and be really happy. And this is I mean, this could this is a a way that this could actually fall in your draft. I mean, Mike Williams might be sitting there at six, and he just falls in your lap. You just... I see him being at six, and I would honestly say a majority of drafts he's going to be available at six. If I'm sitting there at six and Mike Williams falls to me, I'm super happy, man. I, me too. I, I make the pick. It takes me about two seconds. I don't even entertain offers for the pick. I just go up there and pick them, and thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having that, that talent drop to me. I mean, basically. Uh, every player we named, I guarantee if we did an ADP, right, of just these top six players, mm-hmm. his ADP would be six. Because you can't, again, you can't pass up on these running backs. And they're still, Mike Williams is explosive. He is excellent at high point in the ball. He's a dynamic player. His speed's not really there. He's not the greatest route runner in the world. But he's kind of like that Brandon Marshall-esque receiver. 
right? Doesn't have to be the fastest guy in the world. Right, right. But he's going to be a playmaker, and playmakers make plays. We were talking about like Des Bryant earlier. Right, that's the same thing. About Mike Williams. Right. And to me, it just falls like, do I like Mike Williams a lot? Absolutely, I do. And if somebody takes him over Corey Davis, I'm okay with that as well. But for me, you just can't pass up on these. These running backs are so hard to come by, and the talent's so high with these ones that are coming in. Sure. And this is a rookie draft, not a startup draft. You gotta, you gotta grab these guys. Think of, I mean, running backs get pushed up every year, and the more versatile they are, the the more they get pushed up. I mean, Leonard Fournette is the least versatile, but he's probably the most physically talented of of all of them, which is why he's up there. So I, and mean, I also look in the second round, like I'm much better off taking a receiver in the second round because there's a big mix there compared to like the mix of running backs I don't feel comfortable with at all. Well, I mean, I feel like the wide receivers are very, there's like a, a top group and then there's a whole bunch, there's a lot of depth there at, at the, the second and third level that are all very comparable. Yeah, it's guys. Davis and Williams and then pretty much everybody else. And now yeah. the third tier, you can get, you can get pretty, you know, Zay Jones. Right, John Ross. Right, there's, they're, they're by themselves right there. But then after that, it's everybody. It is like, everybody. Who do you like? Right, right, exactly. And some of them even throw like Chris Godwin in that category with Zay Jones. So I'm not there, but yeah, okay. I mean, I think Zay Jones and John Ross are, are the next level there, and then it's kind of there's probably another level of like six guys after that. You know, six or seven guys that are are in that. Yeah, I guess third tier. I'm with you. So after you make your selection at six, uh, to me the number seven spot is just as easy. Okay. And that's O.J. Howard. All right. To me, I'm taking a six foot five, two 251-pound uh, guy that runs a 4.5. That's a three-down player as soon as he enters the NFL. He's arguably the best blocker at tight end, and he's an athletic freak. He's just a huge mismatch against a linebacker in the NFL. This guy's going to be a red zone threat. He could be the next Rob Gronkowski. I'm not mad at you for that pick at all. Yeah, so that's, that's a nice pick. He's extremely safe. In my eyes. I agree. I agree. He's not the way that I'm leaning um, in my tight end rankings, and okay. I'm actually going to go ahead and pull the trigger with the eighth pick on Evan Ingram. Okay. Immediately following that pick because production, production, production. I mean, this guy last year he he scored. I mean, he had over 900 yards in like 12 games. I mean, to me, I mean, he's just basically a big wide receiver, and if he's going to get the he tight is. end tag in your fantasy lineup or in your fantasy leagues, then to me that's it's worth an extra little nudge. And that's why I think he's above O.J. Howard. Do I think O.J. Howard is a better tight end overall than Evan Ingram? Yes, but we're talking fantasy football here, and he just he produced more in college, and I think he's more suited to produce early in the passing game in the NFL. So yeah, there's a lot to like about Evan Ingram. We talked about before how he led the SEC in receiving yards going into the last week of the season. Right. He does receiver. Would it bother you if he gets notched with a receiver wide receiver tag? Yeah, because I just I don't I don't think he's an exceptional wide receiver. I don't think he's gonna be a guy that's getting like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred yards out of from the wide receiver position. A thousand yard receiver. I think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you, he you don't want to fall in that Marcus Colston category. Comes out, he's labeled a tight end right. slash receiver. And then year two, he's just a He's receiver. just a wide receiver. Right. So um, my hope is, you know, I, he'll, he'll only maintain this high of a uh, ranking in my book is, you know, if he's a tight end. So 
that's enough for me to bump them down a little bit. Okay. And, Just and that little, why, yeah. I love them. I mean, we right. talked about before. I like Mark Evan Ingram a lot. Right. I really do. And I like David Nyoku a lot. But to me, those question marks are there. And everybody, and all you read about him is like, every time you read about Evan Ingram, it's like, well, he is a raw receiver, not really a tight end. And that eventually could translate to a team saying, hey, yeah, man, you're useless on blocking. We need somebody beyond the line here right. to block. Let's just go ahead and slip you up on the outside. Maybe move you even to the slot. Well, this is another thing, man. There's always sometimes there's, you know, during the draft, it's something to pay attention to because if a guy is a tweener, the team will sometimes announce him as whatever Correct. position he's going to be. Yeah. So if they see him as a wide receiver, they, they may announce wide receiver Evan Ingram. And so that'll be a huge tip off in my rankings. He'll, he'll drop down a bit. I mean, I still think he's a really talented person, uh, you know, a really talented player, but he's just not going to be number eight on my board at that point. That's fine. I agree. And I said, I mean, that's why I'm taking OJ Howard, right. just because to me, he's more of a for sure thing at the tight end position. Gives you that edge over your opponents that you need. And if he could turn into that next Rob Gronkowski, sure, then sure, sure. again, there's no value where you can argue here for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm on a clock. We're at number nine. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara oh, at number right. nine. Okay. Again, he's just a running back that I like. Shifty, not utilized a lot, really good in the passing game. I said, the first thing that really pops out to me is his lateral quickness and his agility. This guy can start, stop on a dime. Excellent vision. Not a lot of tape on him just because the way he was used at Tennessee. Right. He split carries a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so, he, he catches the ball, you know, a ton. He's a guy that can definitely do that kind of stuff out of the backfield. Yeah. You're talking about a guy that in two years he played 24 career games. And in those two years, he had 74 receptions for 683 yards. And this guy, he showed a little bit of power. Maybe right now, I am drafted him on where I'm expecting him to go in NFL draft, right. the situation I'm going to go in. Obviously, that's going to completely dictate Kamara for me. But I think this is a guy that's going to go second, mid-second to high third round. That's where I see him, too. But And be I, utilized. Right. I, I mean, I think it's going to be uh, – I think situation is going to dictate his draft position quite a bit. So. And we're talking about a guy that right. in a PPR league uh, will be very utilized. Just think about a couple of years ago where Gio Bernard went right. and how he right. was utilized. Right. That's how Kamara could be. Talking about a guy that was top three pick when Gio Bernard came out. That I'm going to get here at number nine in this draft. Again, it's a running back draft. Not a lot of running backs after we just took five of them off the board, right? Mm-hmm. Four of them off the board. I'm going to have to get one of these guys in the next tier because I know in the second round there ain't going to be anybody left for me. So I feel comfortable ahead of taking a guy like John Ross, Zay Jones. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. Speak of the devil. With my pick, the 10th pick in the first uh, round, I'm going to pick Zay Jones. Okay. I mean, just the guy just produces, you know. I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, what was it? He had like 20, 23 catches in a game or something crazy like that. He, he was heavily, heavily targeted. Heavily targeted. It was just ridiculous. Um, he had 158 receptions last year. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he obviously led led the college, nation. Yeah. yeah. Led all Second of Second most yards with 1746. Right. So, I mean, he's a catch machine. He went to the Senior Bowl. He produced there. He made big-time plays in the game itself, um, not, not to mention the fact that he went to the Combine and really proved a lot of people wrong. A lot of people thought that, you know, he wasn't going to be a guy that, that blazed a fast time, and he, and he put down a 4-5 four, or 4-4-5, four, 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 five. Five. right, and he did really well in all the agility stuff, so it's not like a, a fake time. He was sub-7 sub, uh, in, in his three-cone at, at 6.79. A really nice vertical at thirty or thirty-six and a half inches, 
and he, he busted like a 4.01 on his 20-yard shuttle. So, Great I mean, size. The guy can move. He can jump. He, I mean, he proved to me that he is just like a guy that's going to come in. He's going to be ready to produce. He seems pretty polished. Play all three wide receiver positions. He played all over the place already. because He's a red zone threat. Right. They, they, they played him mostly in the slot the first couple of years, and then they put him on the outside this past year, and he really blossomed. Yeah, and I can see people saying, what? How can you take John Ross over him over John Ross? I can see that. I could totally see that, but to me, I agree. I think Zay Jones is a safer pick. To me, and it's the not as high as upside, right? It's not as high as upside. And John Ross does a lot of things really well. It's just the injury stuff that is is bugging me here, and and putting Zay Jones above him. Yeah, I agree. So, and right about here at number eleven mm-hmm. is where I feel comfortable taking John Ross. Sure, I'm already have. I'm number eleven, right? I can't. I'm the runner up in the league. I have a really good team as it, as it is. I could take John Ross. Maybe he gets me instant production. Maybe he doesn't. He doesn't fall in the same category for me as like the Will Fuller guys, just because he can run routes. He can run routes, and he can catch, man. He can catch really well. Yeah. His only negative, like you said, is this guy's had microfracture surgery. His double, his, he's had like five surgeries. Right. And he's a little guy. Both knees have been jacked up, and now his shoulder, too. And his he shoulders. Just, right. And he t- I mean, this guy that pulled up running his 40-yard, he, re- he broke the record. He, he had a tight... Uh, calf muscle pull up. Right, right. Injuries really, really worry me. If I take him here, I'm taking him on the upside. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I'm not happy with the pick. I'm not walking away like, yes, I got John Ross. I'm walking away going, I, Man, hope, I hope this, this guy pans out. Pans out, right? And I'm not gonna take a guy like that or like any earlier than the, the late part of the first round. Because he does have, he has exceptional skills, man. And his long term, his long term value to me just isn't there. Right. Now with the micro, now with the microfracture, like now with the surgeries that he had, mm-hmm. the shoulders. To me, for a guy that relies on speed, he can run routes, and everything as well. But to me, he's more likely than not going to get hurt again, right? In the NFL level, and one of those guys that with the injuries that he does have, if he doesn't get hurt like permanently, one of those guys is going to be banged up a lot, and he's not going to be reliable. I and mean, when he plays, he'll be pretty good. Almost like a Percy Harvin, right? Like when sure, he plays, he's sure. phenomenal, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, when can you play? You're only going to give me three, four games a year? That's not enough. That is not, man. But here with what's left on the board, he's the best value hands down at 11. And I, I got to take the gamble. I totally agree because after this, it, it starts getting a little bit. I mean, to me, like. There's a couple more guys I like a lot. There's a couple more guys I like, but it, it's starting to get in that, that territory where I'm like. A lot more of the I hope this guy is good and a lot less of the I'm very sure this guy is good. <laughs> so, I mean, to me... There's three more guys I feel pretty good about here coming up. I think I know who they are. Okay. I so, think I know who your three are. Well, I know exactly what I would take next, but you're on the clock, so who I, are you taking? I am on the clock. I'm going to take our boy Moscow Mule himself, Copper Cup. Wow, okay. Here at the end of the round. That's not one of my guys. I have him lower, but okay. I know, but... I. Production, production, production. Another guy just like Zay Jones. 117 receptions last year for 1,700 yards and 17 touchdowns. And really, he came to the, you know, another one of these guys that came into the Senior Bowl um, with kind of some, hey, can this guy do it at the next level up of competition? And he kind of came in there into the Senior Bowl and proved he belonged with those guys. And I think he's going to have a very similar sort of transition from the college game to the pro game. I think I, you know, obviously it's a big jump from his division two to the NFL. So I think it may take him a little bit of time, but this is a guy that is, he gets open. 
He catches everything. He runs really good routes. He had a disappointing combine as far as just his 40-yard just his 40-yard dash at 4.62, but he gets in and out of breaks so well and he's really good at the at route running that I think he's going to be able to overcome that that semi-pedestrian 40 time okay. and still be able to get open it in the NFL. And he wins with toughness and stuff like that that I mean it doesn't really you don't need to be a four or five or a four four guy to win the way he wins. See, I like Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. I don't like him in the first round. Okay, I, I, I there's just he's not one of these three guys I would take above him. Fair That's enough. That's okay. I mean, I like him enough where if you like him, right. I mean, you you were preaching Devontae Freeman when everybody else was saying no, you can't take him in the first round. And you're sure. like, you got to take him in the first round, and you were right. To me, with Moscow, it's more like okay. I like him a lot, and I see where he can be really good. But to me, like his ceiling, his absolute ceiling is like a, a good wide receiver too, which is so damn good. I feel more comfortable. I want to see where it goes too, but I can see him being more, honestly, if I look at like realistic eyes, like his realistic expectations, like a solid wide receiver three, right into that Brian Hartline category. Okay. Some of that you can kind of put. Again, so if you get at the end of the first round, so we can put in there and he's a wide receiver three, and you can start him there for the next five to six years, great value taking him at 12 nobody's ever going to argue with that it's not a horrible pick it's not like a high upside great pick if that's who you end up with with that pick but it's not a horrible pick and i just feel like at 12 when you're picking 112 you have a championship caliber team to me i'm looking for more upside okay not as much safe because i don't need safe i don't need wide receiver threes i have a wide i just want a championship i for sure got that going on you know what i mean so to me i'm kind of looking for a little bit more upside i I I like i like cooper cup but i'm going I'm shooting a little when I have these back end first round picks, I'm gonna go a little bit higher for the moon. You All know? Right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And me, number so the first pick in the second round, which is this guy's not gonna go to first, I'm taking Kareem Hunt. I knew right. I knew that was one of your guys. Yep. Love him, man. I still so love I. him. There's this guy to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat his drum until I'm proven wrong. I still think this guy's one of the better running backs in his class. To me, him and one more guy are pretty much the end of the running back class for me. That I feel comfortable at they, they could be like solid starters. Right. People, I'm sure tons of people think I'm wrong on this, but to me, I don't understand why people don't. I've said it a thousand times. I don't understand when people watch the tape what they don't like about Kareem Hunt besides that he's not a burner. Okay. Right. My running back doesn't need to be a burner. And I've seen this. This guy's got balance. He can move. He can catch football. He does everything. He, he really besides does. Besides be a burner. Yeah. Besides, you know, yeah, toasting people in the open field, he can really bring it. He catches the ball really well in the backfield. And he sets up blocks really well, man. He 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 can really he's a between the tackle type of guy, and he get he can get out in the passing game. To me, that's great value at the end of round one, beginning of round two, which is right where we're at. Yeah, I mean his speed's not great, but it's solid. I mean the guy has great change of direction, great lateral quickness. To me, he's just a really solid running back. He's almost like somebody we were talking about earlier, like a Mark Ingram. To I, me. Yeah, yeah. I to me, that's that. like a good comp to him. Like, marking him, he can catch the ball. Remember, mm-hmm. this guy had 32 receptions for 152 yards. Um, his senior, he had 41 receptions, 403 yards. He can catch the football. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, not something to be overutilized in the passing game, but can do it. And where he's not a burner, kind of falls. I know marking him run the Heisman, and Kareem Hunt did not. Right. I would bet that Kareem Hunt's going to be a really solid running back. If I have a top pick in the second round, I am trying to get Kareem Hunt on my roster. Like this guy a lot. I think he's a stud. I feel terrific. If I come on this draft and I'm getting Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt, which I just did here with 1-1 and 2-1, 
I'm feeling really good with two really good quality running backs. Yeah, you're, you're setting yourself up for years to come there, at least a few years with the running backs. Um, so I guess we're mo- going to move on here yep. to the second pick in the second round. Pick number 14 overall. Pick number 14 overall. And I'm going to go David Njoku. Exactly who I would take. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously big, athletic, tight end, can really move, lined up kind of all over the place there in Miami's offense. You know, obviously he needs to refine some things. I think he needs to Raw. work. Yeah, he needs to work obviously on route running and, and you know blocking. But as a guy that's he's got all the size and all the tools to do it, and I think um, obviously he's he's a guy that's a huge threat in the passing game, and is going to be one of those guys. Just another one of these Miami tight ends that they're kind of been pumping out for the he's past. He's an athletic freak, man. Yeah, super for the young. Past just 10 years. just turned. He's not going to turn twenty one until July. Right. Remember, this guy had the highest vertical at the combine. Sure. Uh, longest broad jump ran at three cone under seven with a six point nine six. He's an athletic freak. He's just super raw. He's, I mean, extremely raw. raw. You're probably he's probably going to need a couple of years, but in a couple of years, this guy could be. Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed. This guy could be that guy. Right, absolutely. Just a pass catcher machine. Not a big blocker and then that, but again, a receiver at the tight end position. And get him at two two. That's awesome value. Yeah. Great value. In in, in my eyes, yeah. I I love him here too. I am I have him exactly where you took him. All right. Pretty much. Um I would actually take him ahead of Cooper Cup. Okay. I mean personally. I have him stacked right on top of each okay. other. No no big deal in my eyes. Uh Going either way with those guys. So the next guy I'm going to take is probably like the last guy in that other tier of running backs for me is Deontay Foreman. Okay. All right. I mean, he's somebody that, again, he's a big, fast running back who ran for over 2,000 yards at Texas. He's just a powerful runner, not a lot of wiggle, good patience. patience uh, had showed some really good vision as well. Only had 13 career receptions, so he's not going to catch the football. But, again, that's not really a huge issue for me he's a north or south runner he falls in that kind of like that derrick henry kind of category for I, me, yeah right? i agree yeah that's a good count for him. so and again, i mean he's a guy that played probably closer to 250 pounds as well in in college he's a big dude man yeah he's so. a, and he's fast he moves he moves really well for a guy that size yeah, yeah and again last year people were taking derrick henry six overall i felt more comfortable if i was gonna take derrick henry right about here right you know second right. round high mm-hmm. second round so the upside for me here, if he can get into the right system and be that kind of poor man's Leonard Fournette, let's say. Okay. I I feel again. I feel pretty good about it because I feel like it, I'm getting one of those last tiered running backs in my eyes, right here in the middle of the second round. Because after this, I'm not really looking at running backs too okay. much. Right. Right. Um, who are you looking at? So before I make my pick, so I can scoop somebody up pretty good. <laughs> in my top twenty-four just, here, I I'm only just... have one more. Running back. Really? Okay. No, well, two more. I'm sorry. I was two more. Say I have. I have two more because I there's one I do really like still. Yeah, I have. I have two more. Okay, I have two more as well. Let's see who they are. You're up. Um, I am. I'm debating in my head right now. This is another one of those things where I have a guy listed above another guy, but I might take the guy right below him now that I'm on the clock. And I hate when I do this. I'm gonna stick with my guns and just go with the guy that I had first on this one because I flipped already once. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Carlos Henderson out of Louisiana Tech. To me, it gets really wishy-washy here. It gets very wishy-washy right here, which is, is, which is why I'm going to go with this guy. And I, have, I don't have a ton of confidence because, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of unknown, but I like the guy. He's got overall 
Overall, he's got great skills. Um, he led the for, nation in missed tackles with 48. Right. He, he's a guy that can really just – he can break a little one into a big one. He's got good speed at 4.46, a nice vertical of 36 inches. For a guy that's only five foot eleven. that makes a difference to me. So he can still get up and get some balls with that kind of vertical. And to me, the upside is there, especially here in the second round. I can't. I mean, I, I kind of can't believe that we're into the second round and we're still getting this kind of value, I guess, because I'm used to normally at like the end of the first round having to take risks like this. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it just kind of shows how deep this draft is. But Carlos Henderson, Louisiana Tech, is my pick here in the fourth round or the second round. Okay. I, and I can live with that. Again, to me, all these guys are pretty much in the same boat. Okay. Now... Here I'm in the same way. I'm 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 I'll say both names. I'm kind of choosing Chris Godwin and Chad Chad Hansen, right? I I got I got a I, man crush I, I, on Chad I was, Hansen. I almost took Chad Hansen just so I knew that I could get him from you. I like him a lot. All right, but to me, if I'm gonna go higher upside here, I'm gonna give the slight edge, very slight edge to Chris Godwin from Penn State. Uh, guy ran four four two six one two zero nine. His forty is way better than I thought. He's that physical receiver. I'm a little worried about his drops. The guy dropped 7.8% of his balls that were thrown to him in uh, 14, and he dropped 8% of the balls thrown to him in 2015. But this guy's not afraid to catch over the middle. He's a physical receiver. He's somebody that shows good enough upside. He could be a really good wide receiver, too, in some of his system. And the right team, again, teams are going to change these guys as well. And the right team, this is a guy something I could see taking right here and come away feeling really good about it. Like, I talked about, like, John Ross not feeling good about it. Right. Here in the second round, coming away with somebody like Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming away with two good offensive weapons. Sure, sure. Chris Godwin is a guy that when I watch the tape on him, I I, I guess I don't know how to describe it other than I kind of just wish he would have made a few more plays. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I mean, there's a lot of the jump ball situations where it's up in the air, it's a 50-50, and then no one comes up with it, like, it just like he goes up with one hand and he almost makes a spectacular catch. Yeah, and and there's just there was just a, too much of that for me to take him this high. I don't even have him in my second round. Really? Yeah, I just I just don't see it with him. I know a lot of people do. I just do not. I see a guy that's almost a really good wide receiver, but he I, he's just missing something in my eyes. I, I I see that too. Like it's 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 torn. I want to see what, again. I think he's gonna go. I have this. Because of his talk, he's going to go high enough in the NFL draft into a good enough situation, I think, that's going to kind of give him that edge. When it's all said and done, so I'm kind of somewhat pre-guessing, which I shouldn't really be doing. Right. Because uh, I do like Chad Hansen a lot in his upside here. And I'm 50-50 on it here. So, But right now, I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Godwin and feel good about it. All right. And that, that is your right. You're up, nerd. Uh, I am up with the uh, sixth pick in the second round. I am going to pick. James Conner. Ooh, love James Conner. Yeah, so I mean, this is a guy obviously that was really highly touted before he went down with a little knee injury, and then he came down with leukemia. Leukemia. Um, really kind of still, I I think, still working his way back. I mean, I know he played all this whole year. We talked about that, right? Um, but I think this is a guy that's going to be even better in his second year back after coming back from leukemia, and and just can you imagine? Can you imagine being like fighting cancer for like that long nope. and then just coming right back into football and, and just, and just hopping right back on the horse. So, I mean, he did it. He played well. I don't think he is a hundred percent by any means, like as far as football 
shape, and, and I think probably by the time you know training camps and all that roll he'll around, be ready to go. he'll be a lot closer to that. So to me, middle of the second round, this is a, a great, great, great value great for val- a guy that was super highly ranked just a couple years ago. When we talk about guys that the two running backs that I like that nobody else likes, it's James Conner and Cream Hunt. Right, those are two guys that yep. I love, and I love, I love this pick here, James Conner. To me. I think when it comes down to James Conner, it's kind of go like, what do I do in the first round, right? Do I want to come, or how do I want to come out of this draft? Do I want to come out of this draft with a running back and receiver? Do I want to come out with two running backs? Because if I want to come out two running backs, I'm going running back and James Conner. Sure. Or whoever's there. I feel really good because I think James, I think Kareem Hunt's going to, well, we'll see because I think he's going to go higher in NFL draft than most people think he will. But to me, I'm, I bet in most drafts, even though we keep taking him high here in the first round, high second, I think he's going to slip realistically in a lot more drafts and i'm gonna feel terrific about that cream hunt falls in a category of he's someone we're trying to trade up for in rookie drafts okay. just to make sure i can get him yeah and then if i want that running back my collateral damage is going to be james connor okay but still feel really good about it because right, the right. upside is there yeah he ran a four six five but for his size it's pretty good right the guy i mean the guy is 233 pounds i mean six, six two six i got six one but okay. nobody yeah i mean whatever um, I'm sure that's just a rounding error. Um, but I, I, you know, I didn't have anything down for the agility stuff because he didn't do it at the combine. But um, obviously, I think he's still working his, his way back with the explosion and everything. I, I think his fantasy value is going to come in touchdowns. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's, I think he's shown that he can at least dabble in catching pass. I don't think he's like a complete. No, he's not like non-factor. a zero in that factor. Right. But I think, I think when it's all said and done, like he's going to be one of those guys on an NFL team. That if he falls in the category of let's say something like the Giants, right? Him mm-hmm. and Perkins, where Perkins is kind of maybe even Perkins is a starter, but James Conner's in there just as many snaps. Sure, James Conner's sure. getting fifteen carries. He's gonna come in and get the touchdowns. I can see James Conner being that guy that scores nine, ten touchdowns a year. That really boosts him to that like sure, sure. Gives him that possibility of being a low end running back too. Mm-hmm. Remember, running back two is a pretty damn good thing to have in fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the second round, that's that's great value if you get a running back two out of that. All right, well, you take Connor at eighteen, at nineteen. I'm taking Chad Hansen. I I kind of figured that after all that other talk. Talking about my boy out of Cal, the one year wonder himself. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of tape on him because he did it for one year, but this guy is explosive. He showed acrobatic catches. He's six two. Uh, 202 pounds, had 92 catches for 1,249 yards and 11 touchdowns. This guy's body controls is fantastic. His hands are well. He tracks the ball well. His size is good. He blocks well. He does everything really, 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 really well. And you see him run away from people, too. I know that, you know, his, only, his time speed was only 4.53 seconds. That's pretty damn good still. But it's not horrible, but I mean... To me, anything under 4 or 6 is fast. It's not, a bla- <laughs> it's not like a blazer, but when it's you put on, when you put on the game tape, you see him running away from DBs. So I mean, I think maybe his, sometimes people's game speed is a little bit faster than their time speed. So I think uh, I think he has enough speed. I obviously feel really good about this pick. I come away with this pick very happy. Right. This is pick what would be pick one seven then coming out and draft. If you had pick one seven coming away, Joe uh, OJ Howard and Chad Hansen. Sure. I'm feeling pretty good on my upside on this. Right. Right. Absolutely. Risk again, but all these receivers are gonna be somewhat risque here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's somebody that I feel good about. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You're up. So, are we trying to go by the the mantra that we're we're picking in the same slot, or or no? Because I wouldn't pick this person if I had already picked this other person in this. No, we're just kind of okay. just right. going in order. Like, just say right. like your team's pretty pretty equal, so you just right. you can take away best player essentially. All right. Sweet. Um. I'm I'm gonna go Bucky Hodges here. 
Okay. Um, I just think he got the guy comes in with a ton of upside. He's he's a huge target at six foot six, two fifty seven, lined up all over the place for Virginia Tech. Yes, he did have a, a few of the I guess concentration drops, uh-huh. and he probably needs to work on his blocking a little bit. But um, just athletically, the guy is a freak, and um, he's another one of these tight ends that I just see has huge upside potential to just. I can't believe there's this many, but I mean, we've already talked about four guys. There's another one I'm going to take here in the second round for sure. So yeah, I know. I, I take him ahead of Bucky Hodges. I actually have another two guys okay. that are in my my second round, and it's crazy because I'm looking down my list. Of, but um, we talk about all the time this tight end. We we said it. But this is one of the. We deepest. said this so early in the process. Last year, last year, a year ago, we we're like. Don't be surprised for how good the tight ends are next year and it being a running back tight end class. We right. said a year ago. It really? And is. here it is coming to fruition because even more names have come out. Right. I, I mean, we weren't even thinking about Nyoku coming out, you know, before no, then. No, we weren't. Yeah. So that is my pick. I'm just because I'm going right down my board. I probably would, if I had picked at the A slot and I already had Evan Ingram, I would have probably picked another guy. But. Uh. Because so for best player on your board here, best player on my board is, is Bucky. Yeah, yep. which is a good way to approach your draft. But here is where it starts to get a little loose because the grades are so close. You can kind of I, take I for agree. need here. Sure. Um, I'm going to take Curtis Samuel. Okay. Here, uh, again, explosive athlete. Sure. I, I absolutely. emphasize athlete, and he's somebody that's going to kind of play all over the place, right? So he's going to be somebody that we don't know. He's going to come out as a receiver. He's going to be listed on MFL as a receiver. That's myfantasyleague.com. Our favorite place to host our website our leagues myfantasyleague.com you should definitely use them as well curtis samuel to me is explosive he's fast runs a 4-3-2 overall athlete let's see where he's i think he's gonna get some carries at running back he's gonna be kind of that percy harvard i mentioned earlier right a ty montgomery kind of role who's a little bit more explosive i'm getting here to late in the second round he has such high upside fantasy value wise i can't pass him up here this is too good of a deal i agree you really can't pass him up right there that's a that is a good pick um I am somewhat concerned because, unlike you, I'm not certain what his his tag is going to be, whether he's going to be a wide receiver or running back or, or how the team is going to announce him on draft day. I, I want to see what that announcement is more than anything, what the team announces him as. See, to me, that's irrelevant because I think he's going to be used at both positions regardless. I think he's going to be – I think for a football team, he's going to be – he's such a good athlete and, he, athlete and he's, his athleticism is so high and so elusive that I think he will be used, no matter where he's drafted, he's going to be used occasionally in the backfield. He's going to be used in the receiver spot, in the slot. And I think he's going to be targeted because he's so explosive. He is going to be targeted. And I think it's going to translate to fantasy points. And when we look back on it, honestly, when of all these guys we're talking about, I think possibly I'll hear value of him going up even higher to see where he lands. He could end up being out of this whole draft when you look back at it. The best bang for your buck in the entire draft. When it comes to fantasy football production, this could be the guy that is getting the ball in his hands seven, ten times a game and coming around here and has the, t- the ability to take it to the house every single time he touches the football. When we look back on it, he might be the best value in all the in this whole draft. He certainly has the speed and and all the playmaking ability to be that, but I'm just I'm just a little bit cautious, I guess, right now. And and once he's drafted, you know, he's he's one of those guys that I could see really jumping out my board. And once there's a little bit more clarity, but you know, this is a pre-draft, correct? Pre-draft thing. So I'm gonna. He's a little bit lower for me right now. Even so. now, like I see for me, I, I'm literally in complete opposite spectrum because now taking him here at 21 overall, I'm going, wow, am I like? Should I, t- should I have taken him higher? You know, should I take it? 
her Samuel ahead of Chad Hansen and Chris Godwin? Like, he's that explosive? Like, should I have? And I guess that little unknown right now is where it's at. But to me, that, like, if you have your draft early, I think that unknown is going to give you the best value. Can it come back and bite you in the butt a little bit? Yeah, but it, we're talking good value and high upside here. Kind of how we were talking about early about, like, John Ross or Zay Jones along that category. Or even, like, an O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram person. Sure. That's how I kind of feel about Curtis Samuel. Worth that gamble. Okay. Well, you're I up. Mean, yeah, I am up with the, what is it, the 10th pick now? Number 22 overall. 22 overall. I am going to go Elijah McGuire. Okay. Running back from Louisiana Lafayette. So five foot ten, two fourteen. This is another one of those guys that kinda uh he went to the senior bowl and shined. I don't know why I, I have such an affinity for these guys to uh today, but um really, really, I mean I think at, at the size that he is, two fourteen, I think he, he's able to take the pounding. Because mm-hmm. in college when you watch the tape, I, I think he was a little bit I think he was he played a little bit lighter last year, so I, it was one of those big question marks for me coming into the whole process. And then he came into the uh, the Senior Bowl, and then the obviously the combine, and came in at two two hundred fourteen pounds, which is big enough for me to be one of those guys that can be in every down type of back. So another one of these people in this ridiculously deep running back slash tight end draft. I think that's what we can dub it. Um, that I think could be kind of just like an every down back catches yeah. the ball really well out of the backfield. He's one of those guys that can stick a foot in the ground and just really get upfield. He, th- this is one of those running backs that really intrigues me. Right, right. I mean, you're talking about Elijah McGuire out of Louisiana Lafayette. This guy was a four year starter, mm-hmm. massed four thousand three hundred twelve yards and forty two touchdowns, had one thousand three hundred eighty three receiving yards right. as well. He's a do it all running back. Good patience, balance, vision. A little bit of power there for a size, like you said, at 214, pretty good. Speed's excellent. Get outside, runs low. Small school running back that might be pretty good at the next level, like that Ray Rice kind of. He, I mean, he, surprisingly, he actually blocks pretty well, too, for a guy that is out of a small school and, and isn't the biggest guy ever. So He might fall in that category. Like, that's tremendous. Like, you're getting amazing value here. Here you are picking number 22 in the draft, and you're getting Elijah McGuire with such high upside in this guy. Right. His he might bump up here in the rankings though, depending on where it gets drafted. But still, with this class and other people viewing these running backs, I could see him still falling in the draft. Oh, he could easily be available in the third round in some drafts. I just like him, I think, probably more than other people. So that's why I'm taking him here. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the trigger here on somebody that we've we've been kind of die down on, where the rest of the communities, everybody else is up on him. Okay, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of slack for this pick and how we didn't take him. There's actually probably two guys we're gonna slack on, but I'm gonna go ahead and take pull the trigger on Samaje P Ryan here. Right. Uh, Oklahoma, he's a bulldozer running back, doesn't offer anything in a pass catching ability, but he's big and he's powerful and he moves pretty damn well for his size. Yeah, he's one of those guys that could definitely get stronger as the game goes on too and, and really he starts breaking off some some larger runs as the defense wears So I'll down. gamble on him. I don't, again, with, with no pass catching ability for this guy, it, it limits him to being touchdown dependent here. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take a guy that can be touchdown dependent because of those touchdowns. When you say touchdown dependent, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing as long as he's getting touchdowns. Right. He's big enough. He's strong enough. In the right situation, I could see him being a solid, like on my team-wise, like somebody for me on my, on my team, his ceiling I see as being like my running back three. By week running back, somebody goes down, maybe a good matchup. 
but nobody I'm ever still going to really want to start every single well, week. Well, that's the thing about guys that are touchdown dependent is, you know, when they score their touchdown, they're going to get you double-digit points. When they don't, they're not. They're going to get you 60 yards. That's, I mean, that's six points, you know. It's hard, it's hard to live on that week in and week out in, in your starting lineup. You're not going to win a ton of games like that. I mean, it's fine for a bye week. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this guy into my lineup and hopefully this is the week where he scores. But you know, when he's, when he's in your lineup every week, it's just a little bit hard. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's just, even now like taking him, like I'm not overly excited because I've been down on him so much sure, as well, sure. but I feel like right now there's so many other people I, I trust in the community that love this guy. I don't necessarily love him. I'm kind of leaning on that right now because there's some other guys here like, you know, even now, do I gamble on Juju Smith? Do I take Isaiah Ford who I like? What if even a running back like Wayne Gallman, you know, here uh, that I can kind of gamble on or Jamal Williams? Sure. It's just, but I'm going to go ahead and take Perrine here and be okay with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point in the, in the, in the draft, I'm fine with getting uh, Perrine. So this is pick number 23, right? It is. So we're in the last pick? This is the very last pick. And Juju Smith isn't taken. He's not going to be either. <laughs> oh, my God. People are going to hate us. <laughs> we have this guy number eight overall. They're taking this guy. Yeah. We don't have him the top two rounds. But go ahead. I'm going to take Gerald Everett, another tight end. Uh, Over South. Shaheen? Yeah, I, I have him top and bottom. But, yes, Um I just think he's got a little bit more athletic upside, uh, Everett does. And to me, that translates into more fantasy value. I know that Shaheen probably has um, – he's, he's, he's obviously a bigger guy and pro- can probably be on the field more with the um, – with you know obviously with that size, he's going to be developing to some kind of blocker. Um, but to me, Gerald Everett is you know, 6'3", 239. He's running a 4'6", 2'40". His movement skills are ridiculous under seven in the in the three cone he's got a 37 and a half inch vertical the guy can go up and get the ball he is just he's one another one of these guys basically who is a large wide receiver playing tight end and to me um if i miss out on evan ingram i'm cool getting gerald everett you know yeah. a round and a half later you know okay. so at this point, I mean, are you anybody? Right. Who you take? I mean, if you take Juju, I'm okay with it. You take Isaiah Ford, I'm okay with it. You take Gallman, I'm okay with it. So, I'm, hey, man, I'm just, I know a lot of people are high on Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm just not one of them. And neither am I, so I, I can't so. argue that either. So if we're going to recap, if we had a top 24 players based on a mock draft of how we would take them right now today, if this was an actual draft, um, number one would be Dalvin Cook, number two, Leonard Fournette, number three, Corey Davis, number four, Christian McCaffrey. Number five, Joe Mixon. Number seven, no, number six, six yeah. Mike Williams. Number seven, O.J. Howard. Number nine. Number eight. Number eight, Evan, Evan Ingram. <laughs> number nine, Alvin Kamara. Number 10, Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. Number 11, John Ross. Number 12, who was 12? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, that was you. He was, so, he was lower on my list. I couldn't find him there. Uh, number 13, Cream Hunt. Number 14, Yoku. Njoku. By the way, in Joku. Okay. 15, Deontay Foreman. Number 16, Carlos Henderson. Number 17, Chris Godwin. 18, James Conner, the Terminator. Terminator. 19, Chad Hansen. <laughs> Number 20, Bucky Hodges. Number 21, Curtis Samuel. Number 22, Elijah. Elijah, Elijah McGuire. McGuire, yep. Number 23, Samaje P. Ryan. Number 24, Gerald Everett, tight end. That's it. That's our That's top 24 guys. going into the NFL draft. 
all this is subject to change tomorrow. Oh, this is all going to change. It's all going to change. But again, we talk about it all the time. It's a good. It's a good reference to have now. It's a good exercise, really, because I mean, um, it's something to look back on. Hopefully, you know, obviously, situation is going to dictate some of this, and there are going to be some people that go up and down. But when you're in the middle of making a decision during your draft, it's always nice to know who you had as a higher ranked player pre pre. Uh, yeah. NFL draft. It's a good. It's a good dynasty strategy. Right. To me, the top six are not changing whatsoever. Those players are going to be the top six. The way they go might change. Sure. Sure. It's a good thing tomorrow. Your dynasty team. You're gonna have a little bit more clarity of how that team can get better. And as you know, just dynasty players were football fans too. So it's a great day because your football team has a chance to get significantly better. Sure. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, I'm hoping that tomorrow changes my franchise's future to stop being the laughing stock of the damn league, and maybe we actually win a football game. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just trying to win a football game. Just a football game, maybe two. Yeah, I mean, come on, just two. I mean, since 1995, we've had two winning seasons. So no, tomorrow that can all change for me, and it can change for you too. So I hope everybody has fun watching the draft. I hope your team does well. I hope my team does a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And again. It's gonna it's gonna shape up our dynasty boards because guess what? After next week we're gonna do a dy- we're gonna do an NFL draft recap show, and then you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do everything all over again. Yeah. We're gonna rank the running backs. We're gonna rank the receivers. We're gonna rank the tight ends, and then we're gonna do a whole overall big board. And guess what? After that, we're gonna do a whole another mock draft. Amazing. And then in the summertime, know what we're gonna do? Dynasty strategy. Strategy, strategy, strategy. Yeah, we don't. It, it's a good time. In the summertime is a good time to talk dynasty strategy. Because a lot of times you'll do shows on like topics and stuff, but you need strategy shows and how to play the game. Absolutely. Well, at least how we play the game. Get the edge over your like opponents. Winners. Yeah. We're winners, right? Uh-huh. So, again, I want to thank today's sponsor, Maisie, M-A-Z-E-Y. Make sure you download the app today to communicate with your league mates on all your fantasy leagues. Got to thank MyFantasyLeague.com, one of our sponsors. Remember, if you remember the Nerd Herd by donating $1 this month, you're going to win a free MFL 10. If you won an MFL 10 last week, I still have not submitted all the emails to my fantasy league. I'm going to try and get those over next week. Um, it takes me a while to get everybody's email. They want me to send them all at the same time. So that's why I do it that way. So if you haven't got nice. anything yet, I haven't forgotten about you. I have your emails written down. Remember, if your name is Brian Yacker, you got till Sunday to get a hold of me, buddy. Come on. Yeah, quit yakking around. Come all on, right? Yacker. Uh, is that all we have to think? I believe so. If you want to support the podcast, you can always go in there and buy yourself a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. It's a good way to show up to your rookie drafts, guaranteed to increase your high five take, guaranteed to be the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your entire life. Nice. If you're going to draft successfully, you should look successful during a draft as well. Right? Absolutely, man. Look successful, then you are, will be successful. And another way to support the podcast, obviously, is get on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Uh, get on DynastyNerds.com every single day of your life and follow me on Twitter at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyMan. You can follow us at DynastyNerds. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week and we're going to have some good news. NFL Draft. NFL Draft. Have fun, people. Evan, Evan Ingram, that bastard's faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.